Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Hey, and welcome to uh, another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This week, we are starting our month of, I think, what was it, winter or cold-themed books, something to that effect. I don't remember what the theme was. I think it was cold themes. Cold or something like that. Cold and dreary. Cold and dreary. So we are doing a book called Polar. Wait, were we supposed to do Snowpiercer or Polar? Did I ring the wrong fucking book? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Fuck, I read the wrong book. (laughs) Okay, well... Y'all can tell me all about it, because I'm a fucking idiot. This will be fun. So we're doing Snowpiercer this week. Dude, I can do a Polar. Uh, yeah, I no. Yes. Polar. I did not read Polar. All right. No. Snowpiercer it is. Snowpiercer it is. Uh, <sighs> no, it's just, it's been one of those days. And like even this right. morning, I thought, I got to get the, get up, put this in my bag, and be ready to read it. So, Lena. We're just getting ahead. Snowpiercer. Let's talk about it. How are you? Okay, so, hi, I'm Lena. <laughs> hi, Lena. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, I am a, actually, soon to not be an event planner out of the Denver area. Yeah. Um, just uh, another month away from being a, a salesperson. Salesman. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Uh, but means no more travel, which I'm very excited about. Oh, nice. So I can finally get, like, a dog. Nice. Yay. And I have a date tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Tell us. So, well, no, we, we shouldn't tell us on the air about yeah, who this I'm is. I'm not telling you. But we'll talk about it later. Anything. Okay. Well, we're excited for you. <laughs> I'm going to jump right over to Mr. Adam. Hey, Mr. Adam. Hey, what's up? This is Adam, uh, based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm now only 4% useless at work. Every single Yay! A little bit better. With the way I'm talking and introducing this, I am very easily identifying why I was not in the right headspace to even read the correct fucking book this week. But the person who's always in the uh, right frame of mind to read the correct book, I just wanted to see that deer in headlights look on your face. Uh, <laughs> we have Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. I'm also here in Salt Lake, so we're Three quarters of the no, we're three quarters of the podcast are in Mountain Time Zone. Yeah. You're now the odd one out, Brian. Who ever thought that happened? Yeah. <laughs> I've always been the odd man out. Let's be, let's, let's be honest. You've all known me guilt. for a while. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Don't even get into that. <laughs> so hey, I'm Todd, based here in Salt Lake. Um, my job is I point a lot and tell people no. I think that's most of my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they all love me for it. So, and you know, existential crises and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. lots of fun. So, let's talk about you know a book that's written by a bunch of Europeans. Let's do uh, that. Yeah. And uh, hey, I'm Brian. I'm the odd man out. Um, I am in Southern California at the time of this recording. But I also uh, started uh, like publishing some of my weird random artwork on the Instagram. Uh, so if you want to follow me, it is a CBZ draw. Uh, so that's the letter C, the letter B, and the letter uh, Z, and then the word draw, D-R-A-W, all one word. Uh, so if you want to follow me and look at the weird random shit that I draw, uh, by all means, follow me. Uh, and uh, if you don't want to follow me, I will not personally judge you. Not like Todd will. I will. So Adam will judge you, but I will not. I mean, some of my drawings are okay. Not all of them are great. I'm not brilliant. I'm not going to say that I am. But I have fun. Um, and, uh, yeah. 
yeah, and as we're recording this, we are doing uh, Inktober. Uh, so uh, I'm, uh, I have some weird shit coming out. One of which I drew early and is going to be well, way you, too Well, you drew apropos. our logo. Our logo looks I really did, cool. I did draw our logo. I have been making little cartoons. I have been teaching myself all sorts of Adobe Suite things. So hopefully uh, our Instagram will up its game as well. So hopefully there'll be some fun stuff on that. But uh, that being said... Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, yes, our cocktail is called the Snowdrift, and uh, it's kind of like a dessert cocktail. So uh, maybe for after dinner, you're going to take two scoops of vanilla ice cream, two shots of rum chata, two ounce, well, two shots, two ounces, uh, two ounces of uh, a dark rum. You're going to throw that in a blender, blend it all up, pour it out, and then you're garnished with a little fresh grated nutmeg. Nice. That sounds delicious. It really does. Doesn't That's it, though? super yummy. Oh, my god. It really makes me want some ice cream right now. I and mean, it really mm. makes me wish I could have sugar. But I, I guess I could do, like, the keto ice cream that I like. Okay. Well, I don't have a drinking game for this week because I didn't read this <laughs> fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Todd, do you have a drinking game for this week? Yes. It's called um, Car Movement. There's a thousand and one cars on this train, and every time they change to different cars, take a drink. Okay. Mrs. Lena, do you have a drinking game rule? I do, and it's super dirty. It's called tits. Mm. <laughs> you see breath. I almost did it. Take a drink. <laughs> now I'm really sorry I missed this book. Oh. <laughs> we'll both be having good times. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Adam. Uh, so mine is called Where Are We Again? Uh, uh, every time they mention like what car they're in or... There's a little intro, like, we are on the Snowpiercer, blah, blah. And I know it's a serial. That's why they do it. But yeah. it happened enough to be noticeable. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, with that being said, ignore everything I said about this being a webcomic and all that shit. That's for next week. Yeah. Uh, this is an actual bona fide comic. Uh, I think it was a serial, though. I think they, I thought they did it, like, in a magazine. I'll have to look that up to verify. That, that very well may be true. It made a it's bit also of the non-standard format for a comic, too. Well, it's, it's like, you know, it's like a good housekeeper. Yeah, so is next week's. So it's like, oh, the stuff that doesn't fit on the shelf quite right. It'll make the OCD yeah. people awesome. Yeah, at least this the next week's book makes me feel better because it will go with that weird Brian Michael Bendis book. Or does it Brian K. Vaughn book about all the people with the mask? Vaughn. Bond. What is that book called? Oh, Private Eye. Private Eye. There you go. It's a yep. weird book to fit in with that. Okay. Well, Lena, um, since I know that you have seen, you've seen the movie that's on Netflix? TV show. The, well, there's a so TV there's show a, on HBO, right? Or is it on Netflix? No, there's a... Oh, stop. Okay, I'm out. Stop. <laughs> okay. Stop. So, <laughs> Snowpiercer is a movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Starring Chris Evans. Yes. Brrr, Captain Jane America. Bell, Tilda Swinton, everything, right? You had that me, Chris came Evans. Out in 2013. Okay. And Tilda Swinton stole the show. Yes. Exactly. Yes, she did. Then yeah. you have the new... TNT uh, okay. TV show, which yeah. is Snowpiercer, yep. which is if you when you buy the book now, it even like I couldn't find anything that didn't show the stupid like mm-hmm. now, but you know the TNT show yeah. based on it. It's like God damn it. Yeah, um, I know. But the problem is, is that it said the book says on the cover, the new show is based on this. But when you watch the show, it's based on the movie, not uh-huh. the book. So if you read that, when you read this, and I actually like this way better than the movie in the show. And and the show has Davy Diggs from Hamilton. Yeah. And Jennifer. My roommate was watching an episode like early on. I didn't I caught some of it, but I not enough to be able to like discuss it. Yeah. So the the book is a good it's really the premise of 
the basically all the movie and the TV show did. Well, the TV show is basically just the movie in TV form. But all mm-hmm. the movie did was take the premise behind this book and then put their entire own story onto it. Mm-hmm. Because um, nothing that happens in this actually happens in the movie. Okay. It's totally different. Okay. Totally different. So, so how I usually think- sum that up is um, they kept the nouns and threw out the verbs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Well, they didn't name- even really keep the nouns. Because oh. <laughs> the, the um the main character on here mm-hmm. um Pro- Proloff, i think was his name yeah yeah he he didn't want to go up and and cause anarchy he just wanted to he was basically trying to commit suicide mm-hmm. he didn't mm-hmm. he was like i'm just i'm done i'm over mm-hmm. it let's move on but they were so impressed that he got past and no one up front had ever gone to the tail. So they wanted to hear about what it said, what it looked like, what it looked like and how everyone was doing. If they were all dead, like no one had any idea. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, Chris Evans, who is Davy Diggs in the TV show, they want to start a revolution. Mm-hmm. So it's like none of the same characters, none of the same. They basically literally just took the premise of the book, which is there was an apocalypse that brought us into a new ice age. And this train was built to like be everlasting. And even the end of the movie, the way that it's everlasting is different. <laughs> so like, it's just- That's a silly premise. Well, it is, but the but yeah. in the book, the premise was there was like a, a nuclear war that caused mm-hmm. all of this bullshit. In the movie, I guess they were trying to fuck with the climate, mm-hmm. and that's what did. Like I ha- it, it. See, the the book seemed very much almost like Matrixy to me because if you ever, actually, what's really cool there, it's I think it's on. Voodoo now. It's called the Animatrix. It was like eight or nine little short. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, those things. are great actually. Yeah, because yeah. the Matrix movies never really address what happened, like why the skies were dark. Well, they know why the skies were dark in, but they mm-hmm. didn't say how it happened. And they kind of show it happening with whatever bomb they used to have that whatever smoke cloud. And so this one kind of like, Lena, you were saying it kind of, it's a bomb of some sort. And it almost sounds like they were like fucking with the weather. Like, And again, the book kind of goes a little bit more detail where they don't really explain in the movie i will be i say though like i actually love the movie i think the movie is probably one of the best of that year but i'm very very sad that proloff did not say that babies taste best because i was waiting for that line the entire book and i didn't get it and i was very depressed and i don't need help with that i'm already on medication so (laughs) yeah i i will admit i was waiting for because they were like it's based on you know the i'm thinking okay the movie i know how the movie ends and we get to the end and i'm like okay maybe it's the second book so I read up on the second volume mm-hmm. and it's totally different. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it, they, they basically, and so it's not really based on, on, on anything that, mm-hmm. that Snowpiercer. They took the title and the train and that was pretty much it. So they could have yeah. just called it Apocalypse Choo Choo and we would have been good. Pretty much. Oh, nice. that's a good title. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> if we were naming episodes. Um, <laughs> the Apocalyptic Choo Choo. When Thomas the Train got really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the train so, is here to fuck you up. But I will say this much. I really did like this. This was an easy 
like sit down and read where mm-hmm. you don't get bored. Mm-hmm. It, what like the story did push through enough that you were like, I want to see what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this a lot more than, than the movie. Um, I liked the idea of him be like the other piece of this is that Proloth was the, the main character. He's not a hero. Like mm-hmm. he's not there to liberate anyone He's not there to do anything. He just wants to be off the train. Like, he doesn't care how he gets off the train. (laughs) He is okay with derailing the train. Like, he just, he's, and so, you know, a lot of people die in, like, in the midst of all of this. And he just, and uh, the woman that ends up traveling with him, who's one of the second class citizens, she gets beat up. And she's like, why didn't you do anything? He's like, what do you want me to do? What would you want me to do? Like, I thought it was interesting to have a character who was like, supposed to be the protagonist uh-huh. which is kind of like i don't care yeah i just don't care it was like cartman in an episode of, oh no it was all the kids in south park when they were trying to get their hands on the new nintendo and they get involved in this huge crazy like aliens coming to earth like we don't care we just want our nintendo or yeah. xbox whatever it was <laughs> the yeah. whole episode that's all it was so it's that but so that that piece i really liked i liked the fact that it was um it was your it was unusual it wasn't this like this one man is going to go and liberate the entire train. He's going to, you know, it was going to like a Robin hood kind of thing, which is really how the movie is and how yeah. the movie feels. And, um, I, I liked this more, although I, the other piece of this is, um, goes with my drinking game. Apparently being on the train for years and years, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing to pass the time is to be a hoe. So enjoy that. <laughs> uh, you do? Bring on the apocalypse. <laughs> you know, yeah. eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Yeah, and what's interesting, there's a lot of boobs in it, and there's a lot of non-sexy boobs. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Right? And I'm like, oh, this is a European comic. Why? The boobs aren't necessarily sexualized that mm-hmm. the Europeans do so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say that. It's just one of those telltale signs. I mean, you look at characters' names, and no one in the U.S. is going to give a guy named Proloff. Because <laughs> it sounds not, so much like right? prophylactic. It does, right? But they're not going to do it, so you've got these little things. My favorite little bit, though, was the old guy's like, oh, there's this old guy who had a birthday. Like, yeah, like what he was. Like, can I just be alone for an hour? Yeah. And talking the whole train going, hey, we'll get out of this car. We talk to the other cars. Like, just let us hang with you for an hour. It's this old guy's birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's all he wants is to be alone. And they all talked him into it. And they come back and they come in and you see the guy's feet hanging. Yeah. And uh, he hung himself. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he got one on us. How dare he do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not oh we're gonna miss him it was like oh shit he found the exit okay like it's like how do you get a, he he pulled one over he showed us mm-hmm. he died and we wouldn't have let him otherwise but that's how he got off the train i think it's a quick snapshot of the story in whole of i want to get off the train i'm gonna get there i don't mm-hmm. give a crap anymore any manipulation i do do is towards this goal and who cares do do and it's do do and it's like well this other stuff happens and he's like who cares i want to do this i just don't care anymore mm-hmm. and that really sums up the main character and really the whole thing is you've got this unending train it's a thousand and one cars that's never stops moving and it's slowly falling apart i mean it's like a little nietzsche verse built into it because it's like what's the point i just want it to end so you've got this nihilism going on through the whole thing and i'm like this thing is so it just 
this just screams Eastern Bloc to me in so many ways. <laughs> I really enjoyed it as much as I make that sound depressing. Like, this is really well done. But talk about going, there's no point to anything. Why are we still going? Mm-hmm. He was like, well, you go because that's what you do. Yeah. And other people like, why? Well, that's that just kind of me. ties into the whole thing is that they're, you know, the whole reason why they like kind of let Proloth live is they want to kind of find out what's going on in the rear because they're going to detach it. You know, that's like the whole plan is to get rid of the dead weight. But when he me- reaches the engineer at the end and he's talking to him, he's like, it's going to eventually stop. Like what we, there's like a minute, even if it's like, you know, one tenth of a mile or a kilometer per hour per day, eventually this is going to stop and we're all fucked. Mm-hmm. So that's where the nihilism comes in. But also it just kind of taps into the whole like, you know, the, the ritual will do whatever they can to survive, even if that survival is temporary. Because mm-hmm. there, there's mm-hmm. no winning this. They've already fucked the earth. So eventually it's going to stop. And I didn't read the second book. I know it's called Explorers. So maybe they find a way to live outside the train. Kind of how the sure. movie ended. Lane is giving me that little die. But no, even if that happens, the vast majority of people aren't going to live. And who's going to? Possibly the people who've been surviving for the last couple of years and know how to do that. And again, that's about knowledge of what comes afterwards. But no, it's very, very heavy on nihilism. And, you know, normally you, like you, you've got the hero or the anti-hero. You know, you're rooting for him, but he's a bad guy and whatever. But like Lena said, this guy just kind of like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. And for all we know, he, he may have had an ulterior motive. He could have been the one who was knowingly spreading that virus that started killing everyone. In fact, I think it alludes to at the end, uh, everyone died but him because they detached the train and the, all the people in third class died. And then he's up and being the conductor and there's, that's it. Like everyone's dead. He shot the windows out for some weird reason that killed the girl who was trying to help him. Like trying to just like, oh, to stop people. But then you did it before you got to the next, I don't know. It was, it was weird, but yeah, it was very nihilistic. So, so just to give you a heads up with, with, Volume. So I read up on this because I wanted to see what the hell I wanted to see if I just missed something with the end and they like mm-hmm. it or something in, in the second book. Um, so the first one came out, then they did the second volume and the second volume is a different train. Same. Oh, premise, there's two trains, different train. And when they lose contact with the Snowpiercer, it's called the Icebreaker. And you know, that's when you realize, yes, everyone on the train except for Proloff died. And it's this whole thing. And then from volume two on to volume two and volume three actually follow the Icebreaker and that whole piece. And so, yeah, it's... But then now they're coming out with the prequels. So a prequel came out, I think, in 2019. And they've got hmm. another one coming out, I think, next year. So uh, another volume. So it's, it's totally different. Like, they, they told this first story. And you see Proloff, I guess, in a little bit of the second volume. But then he vanishes. He dies or something happens or whatever. And it moves on to a different dude that, that does have that I want to, you know, start a revolution and, and all this other crap. Mm-hmm. So, so I think the, the movie and the, and the TV show were spawned off of that, those, that second and third volumes rather than the, this first one. Um, but then they, they use Snowpiercer instead of Icebreaker as the name of the train. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, because- I didn't understand why he, why he shot out the windows either. I was very confused to the, I mean, I understood why he said he did it, but I'm just kind of like, but you 
you weren't ready to, so you're going to kill your, I mean, he, I guess he really doesn't care if he dies. So, mm-hmm. you know. So okay. yeah, the interesting thing, the, the comic pretty much had nothing. It was just like, you know, the whole based on the film was written and directed by Bong Joon-ho, who did Parasite last year, which oh, really? was, yeah, which was the first foreign film to win an Academy Award for Best Picture, which is mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. Uh, also a fantastic movie. Go see it if you haven't. Um, but yeah, I'm looking right now, actually. Yes, I, I saw my screener. <laughs> I don't oh, nice. throw those away. I'm supposed to, but I don't. I do Todd, throw them you're away. making a lot of noise. But uh, it looks like the the TV show was based uh, was written by Bong Joon Ho as well. So it was mm-hmm. stuff that was based off his ideas. So the original creator has had nothing to do at all whatsoever with any of the of the translation from the book to uh, TV or movie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and I, if I remember correctly, when I looked this up, so you had the the original writer is like it was written in French and then it was translated, mm-hmm. but then um, I don't think they wrote. I don't think he wrote the other volume. Now I have to look too, since I'm already on Wikipedia. Why not? Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, I I swear that that was one thing I saw that was like they. Um, that they, they they wrote the first one, it was translated, and then new writers took over for the rest of the volume. So, it, I mean, that may be why it's like a totally different story and premise and everything. I like this. I will agree, Todd. It has that, you know, Eastern European kind of flavor. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, even the way that they're all drawn, it is very much... I want to say Igor and Vlad for everyone. I'm like, yeah, like you look like an Igor. <laughs> it's pronounced that's an Igor. <laughs> but they, I mean, they definitely look like old school Russian soldiers too. Mm-hmm. All these military guys. So mm-hmm. it, um, I don't know. I really liked it. I'm surprised. I wasn't expecting to, cause I didn't really like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I very much like this. And I liked the like librarian at the end too. I don't know what he was. He was like the history, the historian Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that recorded everything. But I had this like voice, everyone else in there sounded to me like Eastern European. And for, for whatever reason to me, him, he sounded English. So (laughs) So, all librarians are British. That's what we learned from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) So it looks like, uh, so there was different authors for every single one, including the uh, prequels. But uh, the art was done on all of them by Jean-Marc Rocher. So he oh, did the art for all. So that's like the connecting. The connecting. Yeah, hmm. connecting line between all of them. So Interesting. Hmm. And I'm actually really annoyed because I, again, I did love the movie a lot. And, you know, that was, that was my thing. I really do want to see the TV series. Just I don't have TV, so whatever. I wanted to buy the Snowpiercer Deluxe box set, which has all three volumes, not the prequels. But the problem is it didn't come out until my birthday, which was next month, or as we recorded. Oh. So I was like, ah, shit. So, and it actually ended up, it'd be cheaper to buy them all individually. It's one of those mm-hmm. ones where it's like, oh, you're buying the collector set, and what are you getting? But it's mm-hmm. not like the Akira collector set where like you can kill someone with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, I love that thing. I uh, know, me too. <laughs> I need to read them now. So, Brian, here's yes. the big question. Yes. Now, because you haven't read it, yes, mm-hmm. sure. Does this make you want to read it? I'm still curious. You know, um, we all can use a little nihilism in our life, especially <laughs> this week. Holy shit! <laughs> um, 
I can't yeah. imagine what you're talking about. I know. Oh my god, it's, it's doomsday around here right about now. But uh, when this comes out, maybe everything will be fine. <laughs> no, sorry, honey, I'm not I expecting. That. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, nope. But yeah, no, I'm still curious. I mean, also, like, I just have that sort of that desire to complete my to be read pile. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like I track how many books I have left in it. And, you know, I just bought the books that we have coming up for uh, January and February. So now my, my to be read pile is back up to 98. So, you know, whatever. I know. If I wasn't writing my damn thesis right now, I might have a little more time to read, but you know, that's how it goes. So, so the, uh, I guess completionist in me, mm-hmm. I, uh, just bought a book. It's not here yet because in stock trades is taking like a month yeah, to do anything right now. Mm-hmm. I just bought the new Vampironica book. And even while I put it in my cart, I'm going, why did I do this? Yeah. yeah why did you? But I still did it. Yes. I don't know why. Inquiry minds want to know. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know why. I, I kind of kicked yeah. that bad habit. Like, cause I did have that habit of like, I still want to like, if I start reading a series, I wanted to read all of them. And now I'm like, I read the first book of it. I don't need to read it anymore. I'm good. You know, Right, but we have all sorts of different of like the the Archie horror books. I'm like, I kind of want all the Archie horror books. But why? If it's bad, a bad book's a bad book. Why am I doing this? And I mean, I wouldn't say Vampironica was bad or awful. It just wasn't interesting enough for me to go, yeah, I really want to read the next one. Why hold on to this? Yeah, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah. Now, I haven't read the new one, and maybe the new one's amazing. I don't Just know yet. Trade it in and go get Archie meets Kiss or Archie mm-hmm. and the Predator. One of those oh, will, is worth have that one. It's awesome. I love it. Love it so. Alex DeCampi did Archie versus Predator. She has a new book coming out. It's a Dracula motherfucker. Is the title? Ooh, that's a good title. Well, I have nothing so else to add to this because I didn't read it. Uh, what's uh, let's go with some general grades, uh, Lena. Uh, I say A. I like okay. it a lot. I think I kind of said that quite a bit. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd. You know, I really dug the art and the story is fine, but it's eh, B plus. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'll split the middle with an A minus. You know, my thing was, Eh. yeah, I always try to separate different forms of media, you know, especially reviewing movies. Like, was this like the book? Is like the movie? I was unprepared for how different it was from what's already been released, which isn't a bad thing by any means. It's just, you know, don't have preconceived notions going in about yeah. what something's about the art's really cool i like the story there's a lot of you know still good social commentary when we're mm-hmm. you know what seven eight you know however many years later that this from when this book came out yeah um you know i as someone who really did love the movie i'd highly recommend it this i mean even if you don't like the movie the cinematography itself is pretty damn cool mm-hmm. um but no, i didn't just, love the movie no, nah, well, you're wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because so I, I have this thing because Clark and my roommate Bridger they hate Pacific Rim, hate it with a fiery passion, and I love it. And so they're always both like, "Well, but they go off on it." I'm like, "Well, I'm the you know, being a film critic, you have to have a certain amount of hubris to be able to stand up and be like, well, I'm right and you're wrong.' I mean, you can disagree, you you can love or not love a movie. That's that's mm. up to you. Fine." But if you're going to come to me and tell me you're wrong for liking or disliking a movie, I'm going to say, like, well, no, you're wrong. you got to have that there. I mean, like, I don't care what you like. You can love the Twilight series. You can love it with all your heart. And I'm very, very happy for you. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that movie brought you joy. It's a bad movie, and you're never going to convince me otherwise, and I'm right. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the I could be... The thing is with Pacific Rim, though, mm-hmm. is it doesn't hold a candle to robot jocks. 
I don't know what Robot Jocks is. Robot Jocks is a classic. It's a bad classic. <laughs> is that like a porn that you watch? Not a porn. Robot no, Jocks. No, Robot Jocks, they did it at uh, one of the last Geek Show movie nights because it was... Uh, oh, really? I think, it was, I think it was the month that it was Jimmy and Jeff's birthday and we played one plus mm-hmm. homies, honestly, whatever you say, for Jeff. And then Jimmy shows Robot mm-hmm. Jocks. And I said, now I, I had to work late, so I got there like at the last third of the movie. Like, what the fuck? Oh, it's so bad. This is just horribly the wonderful. <laughs> it is just so bad. It's I loved it. I even watched the sequel, and I'm like, wow. There's a sequel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it as good as Chopping Mall? Oh, no, but it's good as um, Carnosaur. Did you see that one? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lena. I, I'm still. I, I got one for you that you'll feel better about. Okay. So last night, my roommate and I got into this discussion of uh, great <laughs> Disney Channel original movies. And the movie that he loved dearly, I can see you, you're so intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. The movie that my roommate loved so much that he even played this sport in high school based on his love for this film is Alley Cat Strike, a Disney Channel movie about bowling. Yeah. With a very young Katie Cuoco, aka Penny from Big Bang Theory, who has to be like 13 in that thing. Like, and here's the mm. thing about her. I love her as the voice of um uh Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley like, Quinn, great yeah. show. That show is awesome. Yes. She's great in it. However, I have also been recently watching some Big Bang Theory. Her acting has not evolved much since she was 13. Nah. But no, you're wrong. Voiceover actress, I think she's actually pretty decent. Um, he's wrong, but that's okay. Uh, my my roommate's wrong. Yeah, it's not. Okay, so Channel so then Lena, no, Flight uh, of the Navigator, right? That was that a Disney Channel movie or was that? That released? wasn't a Disney Channel Channel oh. original movie. Because I did love Flight of the Navigator. I I watched that when when I first did Disney Plus for a brief period of time, and then eventually ended up actually paying for it. Um, one of the first uh-huh. things I watched was Disney Channel or was uh, the Flight of the Navigator. Uh, Does not hold up great. I mean, yeah, no. Like, I can't defend it. Adam, your no. mic's off. You, I, I can see you're talking shit about us, but your mic's off. Uh, <laughs> it's got Pee Wee Herman in it. How it does have Pee Wee Herman. And what's her name from uh, Sex in the City? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. They fed her with sugar cubes and apples in that movie. They did. That's how they, that's how they paid her. Hey, it's not as bad as Megan Fox's toe thumbs. <laughs> That is true. I was that at work the other day. Very true. And Megan Fox came up in conversation somehow. And like the <laughs> one of my coworkers was like, oh yeah, she's so hot. I'm like, do you want me to ruin her for you forever? He's yep. like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be my new thing of being like, I swear on Megan Fox's toe thumbs that I did not do that. <laughs> it was like when someone told that to me, it was like the glass breaking episode from How I Met Your Mother, and that's yep. all I can see now. Yep. I've had a few of those, actually, which is very amusing. Cool. Well, I think that'll do it for this week as we've slowly rambled off the tracks in the way that only an apocalyptic choo-choo kind of book can do. Uh, Next week, we're doing a book that I've actually fucking read uh, called Polar, which, Uh despite what my intro for this episode said, is actually was a webcomic that was later published. Uh, It is oddly formatted to make you a little bit crazy when trying to arrange your bookshelf at home uh it's a little violent it's it's definitely very violent um it is not heavy on the words it is definitely very much a visual comic um very frank miller-esque very much so there's a lot of Mm sin city influence in that for sure oh yeah 
uh, heavily, heavily influenced by that. Uh, but we will uh, we'll get everybody's opinion on that next week, uh, and we'll see if I remember it. Well, uh, may God have mercy on your souls, and uh, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye! Bye.